the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Once we get to see the whole picture and all the ways and the doings and all of it, well, then we'll be comforted. And then we'll be able to say, I can see now that you've done nothing without cause. And I love that he says to you, then you will be comforted concerning the disaster. And it's a disaster. You know, that's how God describes what he's going to do to Jerusalem. It's going to be a disaster. But there's comfort in that, and knowing that God is righteous in everything that he does. Ezekiel didn't fully understand why God's judgment on Jerusalem was so disastrous. But in today's message with Pastor Dan, you'll learn that God comforted Ezekiel by reminding him to see things as God does. He may not always understand the ways of God's judgment, but he is righteous and just in everything he does. You don't see fully because you only have a piece of the picture. So lean in closer to Him and trust that the Lord is righteous and just in His ways. Because He is. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 14 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. God says, I'm going to set my face against that person. I'm against them. And he says, he makes that person a sign and a proverb. He makes that person someone that others can point to as an example of what happens to a person who's got idols set up in their hearts that they don't repent of, who acts hypocritically towards God and acts as if they're like a normal good Christian or whatever. When you have these you know, outward devotion to God, but inwardly you have the secret sin in your heart. God says, I'm going to make them a proverb. I'm going to make them a sign that other people can look at and say, well, you know what happened to him when he did that. And we all know people. You know people. I know people. If you don't know them personally, there certainly have been plenty of public people that have fallen and been exposed by their sin. We all know of people who have lived a, you know, a double life, so to speak, who tried to appear uh, as godly, devout Christians, but ended up having some kind of hidden sin. And it came out and their lives were destroyed by their sin. In some cases, they lost their family, they lost their career, they lost their reputation, all of it. And they just disappear, right? They just, they're gone. You don't even know where they are now. Can't even find them. We all know people like that. Those people are a proverb for us. As an example of what can happen. God says, I will cut him off from the midst of my people. There'll be judgment for that person. And the Bible says the way of the transgressor 
is hard. And what he describes here is this is nothing that we want to experience. That's why we should be quick to repent of our sin and confess our sin to God and get our sin into the light with him. And and the good news is that God promises is if, if we confess our sins, he'll be faithful to forgive us and cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. It's automatic with God. Verse nine says, and if the prophet is induced to speak anything, I, the Lord, have induced the prophet and I will stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from among my people, Israel, and they shall bear their iniquity. The punishment of the prophet shall be the same as the punishment of the one who inquired. Now, this is talking about false prophets here. That the house of Israel may no longer stray from me, nor be profaned anymore with all of their transgressions, but that they may be my people and I may be their God, says the Lord God. Again, Ezekiel here is speaking of false prophets that, you know, we've talked about this before. They were numerous at that time. And remember, the false prophets were telling the people and nothing's going to happen in Jerusalem. God's not going to allow Jerusalem to be destroyed. God's not going to allow the temple to be destroyed. We're not going to be in this captivity very long. God's going to rescue us and deliver us out of this captivity. We'll be going back to Israel soon. You know, God's going to give us the victory and all of this. And they had this false message that people liked. It appealed to people. They liked what these false prophets had to say. And God says here he's going to bring judgment on the false prophets and those who inquired of them. And he says here that the punishment will be the same for both, for both the false prophet and the person who inquired of the false prophet. They'll get the same punishment. One commentary said, as they have sinned together, so shall they suffer together. In verse 11, God explains once again the ultimate reason for his judgment upon Israel. It was to correct them of their sin, so that they may no longer stray from me, so that they will be my people, and I will be their God. This is the reason for it. This is why God will bring the Babylonians into the land, and the Babylonians will destroy the land, and destroy Jerusalem and the temple, and carry them away, so that the people will never go astray again. They're never going to do this again. And so that they will know God, to bring them closer to God, and so that they will be his people. God will use affliction. He will use affliction to correct us. You know, a couple verses in Psalm 119. uh, The first one is Psalm 119, verse 67. There the psalmist says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now that I've been afflicted, I'm careful to keep your word. I'm careful to walk in your ways. Psalm 119, verse 71. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Isn't that something to say? It's good for me that I was afflicted. To be able to look at your affliction and say, you know what? It was painful. It was difficult. It was hard. I hated it, but I can see the good that came out of it. Because now, because of that affliction, I've learned his statutes. I've drawn closer to God and I have a deeper relationship with God. And to be able to look at our affliction 
and our trials and our difficulty and pain and to be able to say, hey, if the outcome of this affliction means I'll no longer go astray from God and if the outcome of this affliction and this pain is that I'll draw closer to God and come to know him and I have a closer walk with him or I have a walk with him now as a result of this affliction, I can look at it and say, it's worth it in a sense. Doesn't make it any less painful. Doesn't make it any less hard. But I can say that it's worth it because it has caused me to stay close to God because of it. Again, that's not to make less of the affliction or to make light of it. It's hard. Rather not go through it. But to be able to look back on that affliction and see how the Lord used that to bring me closer to him. And okay. Now this brings us to verse 12, which is uh, the second half. Now the Lord here, he he begins to explain some more on why he's going to destroy Jerusalem. And we'll move through this second half pretty quickly. Verse 12, the word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Son of man, look what it says, when a land sins, meaning a nation, when a land sins against me by persistent unfaithfulness, I will stretch out my hand against it. And here's how he'll stretch out his hand against that nation. I will cut off its supply of bread. I'll send famine on it. I'll cut off man and beast from it. A nation. He's talking about nation. Nation can sin against God by persistent unfaithfulness. And that's something so sobering to read that. God judges a nation by its faithfulness to him and its faithfulness to his word and his commands. And a nation can be persistently unfaithful to God. Persistently unfaithful. And because of the nation's persistent unfaithfulness, God says, I'm going to send trouble upon that nation. He says he's going to cut off the supply of bread He's going to send famine. There's going to be scarcity of food. And bread is the most basic staple of food, right? So it's, it's not like he's saying, I'm going to cut off all the steaks and all the lobster. How many people is that really going to affect? I'm going to cut off the bread, you know, the basic staple. And because of that lack of food in the land, I will cut off man and beast from it, the animals. Even, look what he says in verse 14, even if these three men... Noah, Daniel, and Job were in that nation living there, they would deliver only themselves by their righteousness, says the Lord God. Israel's corruption and sin was so deep that even if these three, Daniel, Noah, and Job, were living in the land, these, you know, kind of like the three most righteous men in Israel's history, if they were there living in Jerusalem, it would not stop God's judgment. He wouldn't spare the judgment because of those three righteous men. The judgment's unavoidable at this point. They have passed the point of no return as a nation. Now, of course, Noah was a righteous man. We've just studied about Noah's life in our Genesis study. But even as righteous as Noah was, Noah could not preserve the world from being judged by a flood. 
He was a preacher of righteousness. He preached repentance to people. He warned people that judgment was coming, but he couldn't stop the judgment. Job, God said of Job that he was blameless and upright. And God said of Job that there was no one like him on all the earth. But as righteous as Job was, he could not prevent the death of his children and the loss of all of his worldly material possessions. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Daniel was a righteous man. He could not stop his country from going into captivity. And again, the point is no one could prevent the judgment of Jerusalem and Judah. It's unavoidable at this point. One thing that's interesting here that you should take note of is the fact that Ezekiel mentions Daniel here. Ezekiel and Daniel lived at the same time. They're both prophets in the land of Babylon. They're contemporaries. In fact, Daniel's ministry began before Ezekiel and lasted past Ezekiel's uh, ministry. But they're both prophets in Babylon. Their ministries overlapped at the same time. And what we see here, the fact that he mentions Daniel here, it tells us that during Daniel's lifetime, he was recognized as a prophet of God and his fame Uh, And his wisdom and his righteousness was well known. His reputation was widely known, even during his own lifetime. He says in verse 15, If I cause wild beasts to pass through the land, and they empty it and make it so desolate that no man may pass through because of the beasts, even though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord, They would deliver neither sons nor daughters, only they would be delivered and the land would be desolate. You know, as part of God's judgment, the wild beasts would pass through the land and empty it, devour any crops or plants or vegetation. You know, once the Babylonians carried away all the people captive and they just kind of left a small remnant in the land, well, then the wild beasts kind of came in and started to take over the land. We've seen a little bit of that with this lockdown. I've talked about this before, but you've seen the news reports in some places where like wild beasts are coming down, wild animals are coming down out of the mountains in Colorado. Mountain lions are coming down into the suburbs and roaming through neighborhoods now because people aren't out on the streets anymore. Well, that's what happened after the captivity, once the captivity began in the land of Israel. All the people were removed, and so now the beasts kind of come in and take over the land, and they empty it. Verse 17, where if I bring a sword on that land and say, sword, go through the land and I cut off man and beast from it, even though these three men were in it, 
As I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver neither sons nor daughters, but only they themselves would be delivered. The sword that God will bring will be the Babylonian army onto the land. Verse 19, or if I send a pestilence, a pandemic into that land and pour out my fury on it in blood and cut off from it man and beast, even though Noah, Daniel and Job were in it. As I live, says the Lord God, they would deliver neither son nor daughter. They would deliver only themselves by their righteousness. So what we see here is God is going to bring judgment upon the nation because of their unfaithfulness to God. He's going to bring judgment in the form of famine. He's going to bring wild beasts. He's going to bring war and he's going to bring pestilence onto that land as his judgment. Verse 21 says, for thus says the Lord God, how much more it shall be when I send my four severe judgments that I just mentioned on Jerusalem, the sword and famine and wild beasts and pestilence to cut off man and beasts from it. Yet behold, now watch what he says here. There shall be left in it a remnant who will be brought out. Both sons and daughters, surely they will come out to you, Ezekiel, and Babylon. So they're going to come out of Jerusalem and they're going to be carried away to Babylon, where Ezekiel is. And you will see their ways and you will see their doings, Ezekiel. Then you will be comforted concerning the disaster that I have brought upon Jerusalem, all that I have brought Upon it, and they will comfort you when you see their ways and their doings, and you shall know that I have done nothing without cause that I have done in it, says the Lord God. This is a pretty interesting thing that he says here at the end of this chapter. He talks about this remnant in verse 22 that will be brought out of Jerusalem and they will be carried away to Babylon, and he tells Ezekiel that when you see their ways and their doings, when they get to Babylon and you see what these people are like, (laughs) then you're going to be comforted, Ezekiel. You're going to be comforted that I judged Jerusalem. Once you see the kind of people that live there, when you see their wickedness, you see their behavior, then you'll understand. And he says, In verse 23, then you'll understand that I have done nothing without cause. When you meet them, you see their ways, you see their doings, you see what they're like. Then you'll understand why I judge them. And it'll all make sense to you. You'll be comforted. Which tells me that Ezekiel needed some comfort about this whole judgment thing. That he he wasn't, you know, like, ah, man, he wasn't settled on it. There were parts of it maybe for Ezekiel that I just, is this the right thing? Is this a good thing? Is this really what should be done? Are they really that bad there in Jerusalem? And God says, just wait till you meet them and you'll see. You know, sometimes people, they aren't really comfortable with the whole idea of judgment or the whole idea of hell. The God of love would send people to eternal judgment. And they're a little uneasy with that. 
But you know, the Bible describes the judgment for us, the great white throne judgment, and it talks about books that are going to be opened, these records that are going to be opened up at this great white throne judgment where non-believers, people that haven't trusted Christ, where they're going to stand in judgment and they're going to have to give an account for everything they've ever done in their lives. And all these books are going to be open. Everything they've ever done is going to be there. All the opportunities to believe on Christ and be saved and all of that's going to be laid out. And once we see, just like here, their ways and their doings, and all the opportunities they had, and the way that God orchestrated things in their life, you know what we're going to say? The Bible says we're going to say, righteous and true are your judgments. Ah, okay, now, Lord, I see it. I understand. And I understand now that I see everything, Lord, that you've done nothing without cause. And your judgments are right. It's not just with people going and being judged, the great white throne judgment, right? Once we have all of the information of why God did the things that he did or why he allowed the things that he allowed and why things have gone the way they've gone in my life personally, your life personally, why things are going the way they're going in the world right now, all of it, the things that make us a little unsettled and a little uneasy. Once we get to see the whole picture and all the ways and the doings and all of it, Well, then we'll be comforted and then we'll be able to say, I can see now that you've done nothing without cause. And I love that he says, so then you will be comforted concerning the disaster. I mean, it's a disaster. You know, that's how God describes what he's going to do to Jerusalem. It's going to be a disaster. But there's comfort in that and knowing that God is righteous in everything that he does. And that he's just. And we can't always see how it's righteous or how it's just because we only have partial information. But one day we'll have all the information, all the facts, and we'll see the righteousness of it, the rightness, and there'll be comfort in that. You know, every Saturday night we have this prayer meeting on Zoom, but last Saturday night in particular, Sonia prayed, and one of the things that she said that was, it was comforting to me. Uh, She said, praying to God, You have been faithful to every generation before ours. And you are being faithful to us. Man, it was such a comfort to me. Because, you know, with the current thing going on in the world right now and everything going on, it feels a little unsettling. I needed to be reminded, right, he has been faithful to every generation before us. And not he's going to be faithful to us. He is being faithful to us. Even if I can't see it, there will be a day that I'll see it. But it was such a comfort to be reminded that he is being faithful and that his judgments are true and righteous in everything that he does. And for Ezekiel, he's over in Babylon. He might feel a little unsettled about the way things are playing out and this whole disaster that's going to come upon Jerusalem and Judah and nobody's listening to him and nobody's repenting and nobody's getting right with God. Nobody's hearts are changing. And he says, you know what? Once I bring those people into captivity, you see their ways, you see their doings, you see what they're like. Then you're going to understand and you're going to be comforted. Once you have all the information, you've got the whole picture and you'll realize that I have done nothing without cause. Or to put it another way, everything I've done, 
I've done with cause. And my cause is righteousness and truth and everything. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you, and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable and knowing that you cannot find alone and It's true.